0: All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Datat Discussion. Who Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, who Nation? Welcome into another off-season edition here at the Who Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at This. We have a jam-packed episode in store for you guys today, as we're going to take a look at some Drake Kirkpatrick rumors, we're going to talk about some news surrounding the Saints positional coaches as they spoke about certain players, there were some really interesting tidbits about Alvin Kamara, Ty Montgomery, that I really wanted to get into, and then also we're going to be winding down our positional breakdowns and talk about the tight end group today, which I think will be extremely interesting. But I did want to start with the Drake Kirkpatrick rumors, as Nader Murphick of Sports Overtime broke the news a few days ago that the Saints were interested in Drake Kirkpatrick. And I thought this was very interesting because, as Nader Murphy said before when he said the Saints were interested in jadavian Clowney and Clowney is interested in the Saints, it seems like the Saints are really honing in on two spots to still add to this team here obviously at defensive end with Jadavion Clowney but also that third cornerback spot with Trey Kirkpatrick and I think Kirkpatrick would fit that mold of what the Saints are trying to do very very well and I, I do think that's really interesting because when you look at it here he's a guy that is pretty reliable, now he played more than 12 games in every year but his first year, and then his latest season in 2019, where he was hurt and got a season-ending injury pretty early in the season, so he only got to play six games, but before that, he played 13 games in 2018, 14 games in 2017, 15 games in 2016, 16 games in 2015, so he's pretty reliable there, and he's a guy, if you look at his PFF grades, and you know, you just kind of look at what he's able to do, I mean, look at kind of his past defenses and tackles and all that stuff. He kind of reminds me of Eli Apple, an older version of Eli Apple, a more veteran version of Eli Apple, which I do think is better because you look at his PFF grades and you do see that, look, he's right around in those 60s, right where Eli Apple was. And to me, I think that's very interesting because when you look at it, if he's kind of that same level of talent as Eli Apple, but he's a more veteran player, he's going to be 30 when the season starts and then he turns 31 during the season. So he's kind of just a little older. He's is really, I think, comfortable with being a backup. And at this point in his career, I think he can really add valuable depth to the Saints because he could also do a lot of different things. He's versatile. And when you're looking at it, he's a guy that could come up in here and he can plug and play if Marshawn Lattimore got hurt, if Janoris Jenkins got hurt. Yeah, it won't be at that Lattimore level. It won't be at that Janoris Jenkins level, but it'll probably be at that Eli Apple level. And to me, that's still fine. Like to me, when looking at it, I think that, if you can get Eli Apple style play like I don't think Eli Apple was awful I think a lot of Saints fans think he was really really bad but I don't think he's awful I think the Saints upgraded immensely with George Jenkins but I still think that Eli Apple is a kind of run-of-the-mill two corner and and look that kind of is what he is and I do think that you have Kirkpatrick is pretty similar in that regard. He's not going to be awful. And the one thing about Kirkpatrick that I'll say, it's not that up and down play with Eli Apple. He's more just a steady guy. He's going to give you what he gives you. And that's kind of in. It's just going to be solid play. He could step in there and do it. He's a veteran, so he knows what it takes. And again, there probably won't be like a big lapse in plays because it's just another veteran player to have in the room. To me, he's a really solid three corner And if he can come in here, give the Saints another starter, like it's very hard to have three starting corners and the Saints would achieve that if they got Kirkpatrick. And now we're getting closer and closer to the season, closer and closer to training camp and Kirkpatrick still doesn't have a home. He's probably like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get paid either way a lot. So how about I go to a team that is probably going to win a lot of games in 2020, is going to be a contender for the Super Bowl and really add some veteran depth there. It has a really good locker room. And if I play, it's going to put me in a good place to succeed and then get a bigger contract in next offseason. So I do think that would be a pretty good route for him to go. And if he's not kind of having a lot of interest, this to me is a way to say, okay, I could see the Saints signing him. Because if he only gets what like Eli Apple gets, which is a very small amount, really like one year, less than, you know, $4 million or whatever he ends up getting. And to me, I think it'd be like a $2 million deal. And then he'll from there kind of move move on but I do think that it was kind of interesting to see him interested with the Saints because it really just sees the Saints honing in on two places they want to kind of figure out that third cornerback spot because they obviously see like after you have Janoris and Lattimore who would be your third guy to step in there Patrick Robinson PJ Williams and that's kind of a question mark so if you add a guy like Kirkpatrick he can come in here solidify that give you great depth and give you another starting player at the cornerback. And if the Saints can add a third starter at the cornerback slot, like when was the last time the Saints had that? And to me, that that just shows you the evolution of this team. And if they go out and finish the deal and end up signing Kirkpatrick, I think it's just, sc- And again, sky's the limit for the Saints. I've been saying that a lot. If they get Clowney, if they get Kirkpatrick. Again, I think it just adds to that group really well. And again, it it could really come in handy for the Saints, especially if an injury happens to Janoris or Marshawn Lattimore. And to me, having another starter there, a veteran player too. It's not like an Eli Apple player who's young. And I think Eli Apple, if he was sitting on the bench all year, I don't think he'd come in and play great. I think that if you have a veteran in there, like he knows what he's doing. He doesn't need a lot of time to get prepped. I I think if, like let's say, Lattimore got hurt, I think the next week you could have, or even in-game, you'll have Kirkpatrick come in here and do good work. So that's really what I'm thinking of there so now let's move forward into our next topic and we're going to be talking about a positional coach interview specifically with Joel Thomas that's the Saints running back coach and we're going to be talking about some tidbits he said about Ty Montgomery and then also Alvin Kamara so we'll start with Montgomery because I thought it was really interesting what he said about Montgomery because he, he basically said look his route running skills are very very high especially for a running back And then also you can line him up in a single back set. You can line him up in the shotgun. He's so versatile. He does so many different things. You can do empty uh, sets with him. He can be your wide receiver with other running backs in the game. And he just does so many different things that the Saints could kind of mold him into the player they want him to be. He called him a piece of putty. So I thought that was really interesting that he's like, oh, we're going to mold him into things we need him to do. And he's going to hopefully do that at a high level. Because to me, it it was really interesting because you're looking at what Montgomery can do for this team and it's a lot of different things and again people are going to try to call him oh he's going to be our third running back I don't like that I think he's going to be not only a running back but I think he could be a slot receiver for this team if they if they need him to be that I think he could be a guy that catches screens I think that he could be a guy that also takes attempts out of the backfield and he could do all those different things the Saints are going to put him in a position to succeed so again you're really not worried about him being in places where he's uncomfortable and stuff like that because yeah he's not the best at everything but he could do so many different things that you could just put him in the correct positions to succeed and he's gonna really play at a high level I mean you look at um what Thomas said about him and again he's a guy that really I think that could be a guy that the Saints use out of the backfield very well He kind of likened him to Travis Cadet, but a better running body because he's also 220 pounds. Pierre Thomas, but Pierre didn't have the route running skills that Ty Montgomery had, but he was a better running back than Montgomery. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, he also said that he's very smart. He knows a ton of things. He's very coachable. So that's all really good stuff. And I do think that Montgomery is going to be used a lot as a wide receiver and like kind of in that sphere. I think also running back as well. But again, with the Saints already having a really great pass catcher out of the backfield in Alvin Kamara, you're probably not going to need another player to like get out of the backfield and do some, like, you know, outstanding Alvin Kamara type things. You're probably going to need him more in that slot receiver role. Maybe you're going to have him line up in a screen along with Alvin Kamara. Like, that just adds that different sphere that he can do. And again, I think he's also a good special teams player as well. So then he can kind of do the things that Dwayne Washington did if you don't want to keep Dwayne Washington and Montgomery. But again, I think you could kind of really sell that Montgomery is going to be more of a receiver. And we're going to actually put him really with kind of the receiving groups, also with the running back group, but he's going to have to play both here. And then also you can keep Dwayne Washington as well. But if you can't keep Dwayne Washington and really Montgomery's that guy, again, I think that he can also play the special teams really well. So if he could do all these different things really well, Again, that's going to really bode well for making this team. And I do think that there is a good shot of him making this team. Now, if Washington comes out, really excels better than him on special teams, is a better runner than him, and really, all Montgomery has is the receiving. I don't know. We'll have to see. But again, and and, and let's say, like, Montgomery wasn't as good as we thought in the receiving game. Maybe he won't make the team. But again, I don't think that he's going to do that. I think that he's going to be a solid route runner, really good in the slot areas. Because again, he's a great route runner in those short and in intermediate areas excuse me there so he's able to do all of that stuff and again if he's able to do that well kind of catch some screens and then also take some attempts out of the backfield oh, look it's not going to be a lot it's probably like one or two attempts a game a few targets a game just to show the defense something different you could put him in with Latavius Murray you could put him in with Alvin Kamara you could put all three of them together and it just gives the Saints an extra kind of layer and again if he can play special teams to a similar ability that Dwayne Washington can again it's just a win-win there he's going to be the Saints third running back fourth receiver whatever you want to call it I think he's going to be right in there doing a lot of different things for the Saints wearing multiple hats and again that's going to be really a plus for the Saints and again you have a player like him you have a player like Taysom Hill you have all these guys doing multiple things it makes defenses really confused so I do think that's Really big for the Saints there. And then also what Thomas said, he talked about Alvin Kamara and the injuries he went through last year, because he said first four games, Alvin Kamara looked really good. But then again, he got hurt and he came back and he was really only playing at you know, a lesser of him. Maybe it was seventy five percent, maybe it was less. And really he said, Look, you're gonna have to ask Alvin about that exactly. That's his body. But again, he was like, Yeah, some of that explosion was gone and more hoping that it comes back. And again, to me, that, that that is kind of interesting. He said that he's the ultimate competitor, and he said other people said it was because of other things, like people said that, well, he wants a contract and all that stuff, and like he didn't care as much, and that wasn't the case. I really hate when people say that, and like he has a bad attitude. No, he's an ultimate competitor. He wants to win. He'll do anything for his team to win, and look, he was just hurt last year. And when you're hurt and you're banged up, it's tough to play at your top level. So again, people are going to knock Alvin Kambar for not having that good of a season, but I think that's why he's going to come back stronger this year and have an amazing season because it's not like he didn't show that Matrix mode Alvin Kamara last year. You had some games where he just did outstanding work and you just see it like those first four games he did very, very good and then also the last few games he was kind of getting there, but it wasn't full, I know, but he was getting there and I, and I do think that if he's healthy for this whole season and, and I think another year with Latavius Murray is going to help, they're going to know how to use Murray better with Kamara And again, it was just everyone saying that Kamara has been through these injuries and that was the reason why he kind of had a dip in production. That, to me, bodes well that like everyone thinks that's what it was. No one said differently. No one even said, oh, it's, you know, we don't really know. They said it, it was the injuries. And again, everyone's been saying it from Kamara to Sean Payton to now Thomas. And again, this is really everyone saying that. So I'm really confident for Kamara to have a big year in 2020. You have him, you have Mike Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. I mean, all these guys, and, and Troutman, we're going to get to all the tight ends later, but it, it's going to be really, really fun, and then, obviously, you have Drew Brees slinging the ball around, so, again, it's going to be an extremely fun season, and, again, you just see Kamara. really, he's going to come back stronger, and, to me, like, he's now 100%, and, like, to me, that's really big, and you just see through his workouts and all that stuff, and, like, again, people are saying, oh, he's been, you know, he's getting challenged this year, and, again, that's kind of what it is, like, how do you make him get better? And this is really the reason. Like, look, he's putting him on himself. Like, even though he didn't have a bad year last year, he did had a pretty solid season, but he's putting it on himself. Like, look, last year wasn't up to my standards. Now I'm going to take the next step. And I'm hoping that he can do that. And again, a lot of people are saying his best football's ahead of him. I completely agree with that. And again, I'm hoping that he a big year for the Saints. I think he is going to have a big year with the Saints. I think just another year with Murray, a healthy year, and again, just being his best self in 2020. It's going to really bode well for him there. Before we get into our positional breakdown of the tight end group, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to get into our positional breakdown of the tight end group. And we're just going to get right into it. Start out with our number one tight end, again, I think we all know this, there's really no argument there, it's going to be Jared Cook, he is going to be 33 going into the 2020 season, he's under contract this year for 2020, and then next year he goes into free agency, last year 43 catches, 705 yards, nine touchdowns, 76 PFF grade, and again, to me the big thing about Jared Cook was, is look, the beginning of the season, he didn't start out that fast, but then He was able to really get going in, like, those last eight games. And you saw him get a lot of touchdowns. He had a few multiple touchdown games. And he was really able to kind of take that next step when the second half of the season kind of came around. But, again, I think that he's a guy. Now, again, the beginning of last season, he was new to the team. And then Breeze got hurt. And then Bridgewater came in. And then he was starting to kind of build something with Bridgewater. But then Breeze came back. And then he had to build it with Breeze and by the time he really got going with Breeze, it was kind of later in the season, but I thought he was a really high-impact player for the Saints down the stretch, and I think he did a really good job with that, because, you know, when you look what he was able to do, he had a few two-touchdown games at the end of the season, he was able to catch four touchdowns in like, the last five games, so, like, that was really good, and again, he's able to really kind of be a red zone threat for the Saints, but then also, he was a go-to threat on third down as well, and the Saints really used him in ways that they really didn't get production in other areas, like, he was that tight end that they haven't had for a really long time. When you had Jared Cook really in those last few games, and he was really, you know, hitting his stride, it, it looked like almost like Jimmy Graham at his prime out there for the Saints. It was a, it was like a really cool sight to be seen with Michael Thomas. It really looked like the Saints were going guns blazed into that final few games, and obviously it didn't turn out their way, but Jared Cook was a really solid tight end. And again, he's just a, like, to me, the best tight end in the NFC South. He's a guy that's a Pro Bowl tight end. He was able to do, obviously, now back-to-back Pro Bowl seasons, which is great. And he was able to kind of build that repertoire with Breeze last season. And this year, he's going to be able to hit the ground running here in the fall. And to me, that's really exciting. So look, to me, no questions with Cook. I think he's a really solid player. To me, he's probably like the third or fourth option for this for Drew Breeze right now. And again, if he puts up similar production to last year, I think if, I think he's going to have more catches and I think the yards may be a little higher. But, but again, I think he's going to be in like that 800 to 900 yard range. 50 to 60 catches, and I think nine touchdowns is probably where he's going to be around again. And to me, that's another Pro Bowl season, really good season, and like a solid, like a really top 10 t- tight end season for the Saints. And to me, that's really big when looking at it. And to me, you're going to add him with some other guys in here. I'm really excited for this Saints tight end position. The number two, and I was like, oh, where should I put these guys? Who's really the number two? And it seems like, for what the Saints are saying, and the Saints tight end coach said this, and it just seems like kind of how the Saints are boating when looking at it, it's going to be Adam Troutman. I think that Troutman will be Jared Cook's replacement. And again, I think he's a guy that does so many different things. And to me, it's just really exciting because you look at it. He has so much versatility. He's a good, solid inline blocker. But then also he's really good in the pass catching game as well. He's a guy that to me can get those contested catches. He is really good run after catch ability. He's at the line of scrimmage, he's he's pretty powerful, he has pretty good technique, and that is kind of surprising coming from a small school, but again, he definitely has a lot of potential there, he definitely has the frame to block, and it seems like he's really getting that technique together. Now, he's still going to have to, obviously, make big strides if he's going to want to be, like, up to that Jared Cook level and, like, you know, a top 10 tight end, but I do think he's going to contribute here for the Saints, in 2020. He's going to allow them to run a lot of 12 personnel, which to me is really good. If the Saints can run 12 personnel on top of everything else, it just adds another huge step because you can run out of 12 personnel, you could pass out of 12 personnel, you could do so many different things, and you can create really great matchups, not only for the tight ends, but the running backs and receivers. So to me, adding that to all the other things that the Saints can do is just another aspect of their offense. So to me, he adds that. So that's really great as well. He's a guy that has a good route running ability. He runs routes at all three levels of the defense. So to me, that's really good. He's a pretty solid player in the goal line as well. He's a big target there as he was, as he's 6'5", 251. So he's a big target. He's going to be really good on those fade routes. And to me, that's really great. And when you look at his hands, his hands are solid as well. So that won't be an issue. So to me, that's really good. He's got good contested catch ability. He's got great versatility. He's pretty good power. And to me, that's great. He's good flexibility and he's a good athlete. So really all that stuff put together, to me, it makes for a really good projection for him as a player. Now, not everything's perfect now, but it projects really good. People think that he can compare to George Kittle and those types of tight ends, like he can block and catch at a high level. So to me, that's really great. A lot of people say that, look, the polish could be an issue just because he's playing that low D1 talent. And again, there's a big jump there from the FCS level to the NFL. So he's obviously going to have to make that jump. But to me, he's got a good football IQ to do that. And he has all the traits to do that. Like he was a quarterback, so a former quarterback. So he has that football IQ. I think he understands how the game works. He's good athletic ability. And then also his hands are really good to me. That's just a solid transition. And I'm really looking forward to see what he's able to do in a Saints uniform. And like all of the Saints coaches are really excited. Like the Saints heading coach said, he's extremely excited. Excited to have Traudman. He's really impressed by him, even over Zoom calls and stuff. Like, so to me, that's really impressive, and that really adds another level to the Saints. Because again, if he's able to catch some touchdowns, make some third down catches, and just you know run twelve personnel, do good blocking, it's really sky's the limit for him. Moving on to our third guy here, and this could really be interchangeable with our. Second guy when Troutman is Josh Hill and Josh Hill can do a lot of great things. I and mean, when you're looking at him, he's also going to be 33 by the start of 2020 and he's going to be under contract in 2020 and 2021. So again, he definitely has a few years left on his contract, 25 catches, 226 yards, three touchdowns, 67.4 PFF grade for him in 2019. And to me, he's a guy that look, he's a good blocker, really solid blocker. So to me, like he's does that job really well. And then, look, he's able to catch something out of the pass game. Like, he's really good in that tight end screen. Like, he's amazing at that. Like, to me, that's, like, A1 Josh Hill, and he's really good at kind of gaining steam and going upfield and really running north and south. So, to me, that's really good with Josh Hill, and he's really great at that. He also has pretty good hands. He's great in the red zone for the Saints as well. Like, he was able to catch three touchdowns. That's good, especially with all the different targets that the Saints have. For him to even catch three touchdowns is pretty good there. So, to me, that's good. He's a good blocker. So, like, if he's able to do all these things here in 2020, you're going to hear his name. And, again, obviously, you talk about playoff Josh Hill. He does that stuff, too. And he really kind of, to me, brings it in the playoffs. So, to me, that's really good for him. And, again, he's a good veteran player. He does his job very well. And, to me, he could be a second or third tight end, and he's really satisfactory at that. And, again, he does his role really well. And if you, if you can be a guy that does your role really well, to me, that's really checks off a box, and that does really great things for the Saints, because, like, for Josh Hill, it'll be a third tight end or a second tight end, and, like, the Saints really have three solid tight ends here. Like, to me, when you look at these three guys, I have no question that they're going to be really great group for the Saints, and even, like, all the coaches are saying, they're so excited. Like, Pete Carmichael said he's really excited to really implement this tight end group because everyone has so much strengths, and, again, the Saints are really going to be able to open it up with the tight ends, and it's going to add a lot of versatility to the team, a lot of different looks they're going to be able to show, And like these three tight ends to me, they just do a really good job and I'm really excited for them. So moving over to our fourth tight end, and now these tight ends really on from here are just depth players. And a few of them I trust, a few of them, I'm not gonna say I don't trust, but I think they're gonna have to prove themselves really in training camp. But the fourth tight end is Garrett Griffin, and he's a guy that actually caught a touchdown in that NFC Championship game against the Rams, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was on IR for the full 2019 season though. And he only had two catches in 2018. He's, to me, a pure blocker type that also, again, he can kind of come out and catch a few balls. And, again, he has, like, not awful hands. Like, obviously, he caught a touchdown in the NFC Championship game. So, he definitely has a little of a repertoire with Drew Brees. But, to me, he's a guy that's definitely a depth player. I think he's a solid third tight end. But I think anything from that, again, he's going to be more of a blocking type, an extra guy in for blocking. He's a good blocker. But just his threat as a pass catcher isn't really high, so he's kind of limited. But again, he can be a guy that comes in in an injury, plays for a few games, and does his job. And again, he was able to come in in the NFC Championship game and catch a touchdown because Ben Watson didn't play that game. So to me, like, he's definitely a pretty reliable player when you need him. Again, he's limited and definitely a role player, but at the stuff he does, he does pretty well. So to me, that's pretty good there. The now fifth guy for the Saints is more of a fullback guy, and that's going to be Jason Vanderland, and he's a guy that played a lot of fullback after Zach Line got hurt this year. So again, you you may see him just make the team or make the practice squad just based on he's a guy that could play fullback. I think he's going to be battling with Michael Burton to be that fullback that the Saints kind of wanted to be because again, the Saints obviously utilize fullbacks a lot, and he's a guy that could kind of fill that role. And to me, he's a good blocker, and he can have some pass-catching prowess out of the backfield as well. So to me, he kind of projects more of a fullback, but then also he can block in line as well. So to me, again, he's more of that depth fullback player. To me, he's going to be battling with Michael Burton for that job. And to me, it's going to be interesting to see that. But again, that's kind of where he projects here. And then our last player is going to be Cole Wick. And Wick's a guy, 26 years old, under the Futures deal, so he was given a training camp invite, and again, if he made the team, very low cap hit, but he was on the practice squad all of 2019, and only had one target in 2018, so to me, again, he's more of a blocking guy that is going to have to really show his worth, to me, he's going to have to beat out a lot of guys to make this team, so to me, you're probably going to see him more on the practice squad in 2020, but I definitely wanted to put him out there because, look, maybe he shows out, he beats out VanderLand and beats out some other guys, and you may see him during the year maybe as a fullback or an extra blocking type guy. But to me, he definitely can do that. But again, he's a pretty good camp body. And look, with the Saints having really, you know, five guys that have played for the team, like to have five, five tight ends that have already played for the team to me is pretty, pretty substantial. And when you're looking at it, you have really four guys that could possibly make an impact or they've had made an impact for the saints in the past so to me it's like it's, it's interesting because you have jared cook who's obviously made an impact starting tight end then you have josh hill who caught the touchdown that made breeze the touchdown leader in nfl history so to me i thought that was pretty interesting and like adam troutman coming in as a rookie the saints moved up to get him like definitely the saints have a lot of high prospects for him and then garrett griffin did catch a touchdown in the nfc championship game and they were definitely confident enough to pass him the ball in the end zone for that so to me that was really interesting so Again, it is very interesting to see where this kind of all shapes out for the Saints. But this tight end group, to me, you give it an A+. plus. They're ready to go in 2020. And again, I think this may be the best group in the league. That's all I'm going to say. I think they're the best group in the league. They're definitely the deepest. And then you want to talk about, oh, maybe you'd rather have a star player like George Kittle over kind of like an above average top 10 guy like Jared Cook but then the Saints have so much good players below that like you have Adam Troutman who I think is going to make an impact year one Josh Hill is a solid player and if Josh Hill's your third like to me a lot of a lot of teams don't have Josh Hill as their second now again he's going to be the third to me that's really really solid there and then you have Garrett Griffin behind that and you have Vanderland and again to me I'm just really excited about the Saints tight end group and the prospects that they're going to give the Saints in 2020 but with all that said, I do think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing here at the WhoDat Discussion and you want to have more content and all that stuff, you should definitely follow our YouTube account. We do film studies on there and then during the season we're probably going to expand to do some other segments on there as well. But right now we're just doing film studies and we just dropped a video on Jadavion Clowney. Would really appreciate if you guys check that out. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a comment. And I really greatly appreciate that. I just love doing these film studies. And I really hope you guys love watching them. Also on social media. As I said in the beginning of the podcast. On Twitter. We are at the TheHoodatDiss. And then also personally on Twitter. I'm at Andrew Galata, And also on Instagram. We are at the discussion as well. So definitely check us out there. And then we're on every podcast hosting platform. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And really any other site we are on. So... Definitely take a look at that if you're trying to find the WhoDat discussion on your preferred hosting platform, but that's all I have for you guys in this episode, so I wanted to say thank you for listening, run it back, and WhoDat!